Hello, everyone, and welcome to Drinking During Business Hours, where creatives come together and talk about wine, or maybe we just want to talk about booze. We don't want to talk about a goddamn thing. We just want to talk about life and our journey, what makes us laugh, what makes us cry, and what may lead us to drink during business hours. I'm Sarah J. And I am so excited today. My guest is nothing short of phenomenal. I'm I'm really, really honored to have him here today. Chavo Guerrero Jr. I kind of want to like make it fancier than it is. Yeah, yeah, Guerrero. You can say Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero. I've never, I've never learned to roll my tongue. You can't do that? Oh, oh, oh that's so nice. No. That was taught by my Spanish teacher, Mrs. Sands. She was a little Cuban lady, and she taught me from seventh grade all the way to my senior year in high school, and she was awesome. Senora Sanz, if you're listening, I miss you. I love you. Um, now, she always taught us to, like, if you couldn't roll your tongue, to say, like, to sneak up on it. Say, kitty, 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 and roll up and sneak up on it. So now you learned Spanish. So you, I just assumed that it was your first language. No, 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 no. no. It, was, it was my That's, dad's first language. He was born right. in Mexico City. Um my mother is Mexican American, but born in Texas. I think she's like third generation Texan. My grand, my actually my grandfather, her, my dad's father was born in Arizona, but went back to Mexico, and then had my my met my grandmother and had my father there. So it's we're kind of very very Mexican American for sure. So um, both like both countries for sure, <clears throat> and a wow. bunch of other countries. We got French in us, and my my great yeah. my great grandmother was engaged to the president of Mexico. Wow. Yeah, that? From France. And she so she had a very, very strong shh accent. Like she was like very French Spanish speaking. But um yeah so That's I That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. We're, wow, yeah, lots we're of dimension to you. Yeah, I'd give you so much more, but I'll I'll save that. Went, well but, and yeah, and I want to get into all that. Yeah. I mean I you know, it's really uh really cute how we met. We met on set for a commercial and I, I'm not sure that we can talk about the product just yet because I think he's still in the process of launching it. I Well, we can but, talk about it a little uh, bit. I think oh, can so. We, we? Can say, is, well, is it done? I, I mean, we'll just say the name, how's that, and that's it? I, I think I think not? we can, maybe not, maybe not because I notice he doesn't have it out yet, okay. so maybe we'll just, it's but It's a we, really cool product. It's a cool product and it's going to be huge. Yes, yes. Um, and yeah, so we met on set yeah. and I think that I was a bitch to you. No, I think God, I, no. I, I, I really wasn't as warm to you as I normally would have no. been. I, I, you know, it was just uh, kind of like an early morning thing because it was far. So I had to get up pretty early and drive like through the rain or whatever. Wow, 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 right? You're so Violin, freaking hot. That I was like, I don't care if you were totally, total <laughs> so bitch to me. I was I like, who is there? this smoking hot It's chick? like kind of, you know how it is. And you know how it is on set. It's like, you don't know like who to check sure. in with. Sure. And you know, I just like, I just want a fucking coffee already, you right, know, and right, I just right. want to kind of get in my zone. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they set us uh, in position. We're at this bar mm -hmm. and you started talking to me and I just thought you were an extra. Right. right? And oh. I just, and that's, that's, so I think I was like kind of like aloof because I just yeah. wasn't like, didn't have my coffee yet or whatever. Sure. But, it, and not that there's anything wrong with being an extra, no, sure, but, sure, but yeah, actually right. there kind of is. Actors, <laughs> if you're an extra, that's just stupid. Don't be an extra. It's dumb. No one's going to discover you on set if you're a fucking extra. You do an extra three times so you can get three credits to get your SAG card, then get out. Okay. There you go. Uh, so anyway, so, and the irony is, I think for that scene, I ended up being an extra. <laughs> 
right? Right? Totally. That's what's you so funny. Yes. So then I blew yes. you off. No. So yeah, and then you started <laughs> no, blowing me no, off. And so, no. and then I noticed, then you got going, right? And you, I noticed that you're like this really good actor. No, I don't Yeah, that. no, yeah. you were great. You were, you carried that scene for oh, us. Oh, and. Thanks. And then I noticed your muscles. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and so after the scene, so we like gelled really nicely. Sure, sure. And, and now like we're buddy, buddy. Like Absolutely. I'm really Absolutely. digging yeah. you. Yeah, me too. And, uh, and I ask you for a selfie for my Instagram. So we take selfies and we're with your friend, Brian, Brian Cage. Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> and so I take a, a photo in between you muscle, you hot muscle guys. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just kind of aloof on my Instagram. I just want people to think like, oh, yeah, that's how I rule. Just These two really hot yeah, guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden I just get this whoosh of, of people commenting, Chavo, Chavo, <laughs> Brian Cage. I'm like, what? Who the fuck who are, are these guys? Meatheads. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> who are these and then I go to tag you and you have like a gazillion followers and (laughs) yeah and I said okay who are you (laughs) and you said I'm Chavo (laughs) (laughs) what what? you don't know no (laughs) No. yeah and I I, you know your your bio is so impressive I don't even know you have so many championships and all these acronyms that I don't even know really what they are because I don't follow you know what wrestling so so pardon me but it's impressive as shit so I I just did um, I just talked to my other buddy today, Chris Jericho, who's a you know famous wrestler and rock star, and mm-hmm. among other things. Uh, but he, we just talked about that. You know, it's it's you can't believe the hype. It's just it's it's a job. It's a job. And once you start believing that hype, it consumes you. You know, what I mean, once you start uh. believing, oh, I'm this champion and I'm this, oh, I'm this great this or I'm great that. You know, it's, it's just it's a, it's your job. I mean, you should use to pay the bills. And oh, once because it's it's not around forever. It's not going to be around forever. So right, you right. cash in while you can. Mm-hmm. So if you're if that's your life and then all of a sudden it's gone, then your life is gone. And I've seen it. I've seen people that this business consume them, like entertainment business in general. And without that star status, you want to call it, they, they lose themselves. That's not me. I'm, I'm, I, I am who I am. That's not you. I am who I am. And, and, you Very know, approachable. Try to it's, be. Oh yeah. You're so likable. You would never know that you're such a, an Uber, Uber <laughs> famous star. <laughs> not even. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So you were raised in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. so raised in El Paso, well, Texas? Born in El Paso. So my family, okay. um, after bouncing around all over the place, because my grandfather was a wrestler also. Um, wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you're third generation, fourth generation. I'm third generation. Third, okay. But I mean, it's like, it's my gra- so my grandfather was a wrestler. He actually, so our whole family is a bunch of fighter, gladiator type things. So our, wow. our, my, my <laughs> grandfather was a wrestler. His brother was a pro boxer. We have judo champ, Olympic judo champions in the family. We have matadors. We have, it just, it just goes on and on and on and on. But um, it's amazing. All the way back to like Aztec warriors is from what I what I hear. I don't know. But uh, um, my grandfather became a wrestler and met my grandmother because she went to go see her brother, who was also a wrestler, wrestle, and met my grandfather. Wow. Yeah. So and then so there's 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 wrestlers on both sides. Uh, so her family, a bunch of wrestlers, and our family, a bunch of wrestlers, and her brother that she went to go see became the Howard Cosell of Mexico. So he was he's super famous. He's called en- en- Enrique Yanez is okay. his name, but he's okay. super famous in Mexico, you know. But um, I don't know, but that is what it is. But very <laughs> yeah. cool. So we we very, very so cool. after bouncing around a lot, they settled in El Paso, Texas. Why El Paso? I don't know. I think it's because it was a border town. It's very close to to Juarez, Mexico. So they were able to go over and you know and work 
cash in on both places, basically, which would be smart, smart of my grandfather. Um, so he did that, and I was born in El Paso, Texas, and lived there till I was about uh, maybe six. Okay. And then my father got a opportunity to come out to Los Angeles to wrestle f- at the Olympic Auditorium here. It was a famous, famous arena that they had the 1932 Olympics in. So he had this opportunity to come out here and wrestle here. So he was going to come for one year wow. and we never left. And so at that point, are you aware that, you know, that your father is this, you know, this, this, you know, he's, sure. he's now growing into an icon. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I, yeah. And, and did you, at that point, did you already kind of want to follow in those footsteps? I Was had, he... well, I had, I grew up with a wrestling ring in my backyard. Literally. Okay. So my, go. my whole family's business was wrestling from promoting to taking tickets i mean we sold tickets we sold popcorn we set up the ring everything i mean really and then for every like aspect of it so we lived breathed ate slept wrestling it was just our dna that was it so i knew exactly what i want to do my entire life so i everything i did my entire life every sport i played every weight i lifted all that stuff was for me to become a wrestler everything I just that's that was my drive uh but my drive had a lot of you know obstacles because you know I'm I'm not a six foot eight guy a six foot eight 300 pounder which is what a lot of them are wrestlers are yeah right so I had a you know I never had a lot of people that I couldn't that I couldn't do it you know so I'm just a little quick story <clears throat> you know everybody told me I couldn't do it Everybody, my family told me, my father was like, you know, God, it's just the land of the giants right now. He grew up in the land of the giants. Him making it was, you was know, kind of like was a in, long, yeah, it was yeah. a long shot. Um, he's now, like, how tall was your father? Same height. We're so, same oh, oh, build. Okay. He maybe was a little right. stockier, but it's a different, you know, now it's like that lean and mean. Back then it was kind of a trucker style, kind okay. of muscle, but bigger sure. waist. Yeah. You know, so he weighed more, but maybe didn't look. As good, I guess. Okay, that was just, <laughs> yeah, that's how, yeah. So, like yeah. The, the so, then. yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, everybody told me I couldn't do it. And then when I actually became a wrestler, I didn't listen to anybody. I became a wrestler. Um, Hell yeah. One man. of my best friends, he's passed away, but one of my best friends told me, he goes, hey, he was really cool. We were having a beer one time. And he goes, you know what? He goes, you know that, he goes, I'll be serious with you. He goes, you know, we, we all used to laugh at you. Wow. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you you wanted to be this pro wrestler. And you're like, this guy's, you know, 5'9 on his best day. You know, at the time it was 145 pounds. He's like, this guy can't be a pro wrestler. What is he thinking about? We used to laugh at you. He goes, but <laughs> but now you're our idol. You're our idol. Oh, we like, literally, feel. we feel like, like you, we look up to you and we call you for advice and stuff. So it was pretty wow. cool. So yeah, I tell, yeah. I, you know, anytime I do like a motivational speeches or, you know, talk to kids. Oh, do you do that? Yeah, that's a lot. very nice. I, I okay. tell, it's... that's one thing that I tell them a lot. And I say, look, you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. You can do anything you want. Uh, the people that tell you you can't do it are 40-year-olds sleeping on their mom's couch. That's right. That's the ones that tell you you can't do it. Right. Because I've met... Underachievers. Yeah, I've met uh, many, many successful, successful people. Underdogs. Uh, yes, that are rich, billionaires. Oh, strong, and, look and at they, Kevin Hart. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a comic, so yeah, I can't help exactly. to go back. But f- what is he, Four foot eleven. He's the biggest comic yeah. in the world right now. Yeah, I told you, I told the, you the, know, I met a lot of really, really... Powerful people, and not not one of them has ever told me you can't do it. They've all been empowering, said you can yeah. do it because everybody told them they couldn't do it. That's right. So I tell people you can do it. Uh, I'm not saying there's going to be sacrifice, 
and yeah, a long road. Yeah, it's going to be road. hard. You're going to have to get off your ass, you can and it's going it. to hurt a little. Yeah, you, but can, you can do, do it. it. And I, I like that Kevin Hart story where they talk about it, how he, they're like, wow, you're a... Uh, Wow, you made it! You, wow, man, you're just you, you. You brushed on the scene. He goes, "Yeah, it only took me, you know, 16 years." <laughs> you know, because right. he's been People going don't realize forever. Because yeah, it, it always looks like it was just so sudden, and they have no idea. Dave Chappelle was not an overnight no. success. Oh, I remember him, and that guy has struggled. I know, and disappeared, and come back, and he's in the comeback. I can't believe he made that comeback. Wow, amazing! You right? know, it, that yeah. was amazing. So yeah. he's essentially done it twice now. Yeah. You know, where you like, mm-hmm. you, where you, you get that chance. Right, right. But no, I believe I, I have that same philosophy, Chavo, or I wouldn't be here. Right. And, you know, I'm from Flint, Michigan, and I, right. I absolutely believe that anyone can be whatever they want to be. Absolutely. But I believe in Bigfoot, too. So I don't I know. Do I, you know, I, you, you I know don't what? know if I'm just overly optimistic. Do, no, do you or do you not? I, I, do you? Oh, I absolutely Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. I, I have stories to prove it. I totally <laughs> listen to the Sasquatch Chronicles all the time. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I love it. And it's like, oh, my God, is he real? Is he not real? My, what the heck? It's, it's pretty cool. Is he an interdimensional being? <laughs> is, it, is it a part... And part human, part Sasquatch. Ape? Yeah, what is yeah, what? it? Because the it's very hair. intelligent. If it's alive, oh, and if it's oh, real. he's absolutely. I mean, to go this long. And, so, th- yeah. so this is this is my theory on that. We won't get too much into it. No, but this that's is my... another podcast. Can we just have another part yeah, round totally. two, and we only totally. talk about okay. Bigfoot? I'm down with that. Okay, I'm down with that. Cool. <laughs> oh, let me fill your. Uh, so, okay, you just I had a, it... a nice little taste of rosé from Napa. A rosé pinot. Or a a rosé pinot. pinot. Yeah, yeah, 64% Napa pinot. Yes, oh, yes. oh, this little blend. 30, 36% Syrah. I like it. Um, yes. I've never had that before. Yes, it's very nice. Order, really boutique. Um, and I this like is like, like kind of a cool thing about you. So you're a wine enthusiast. I, I love you wine. You know, and I, I don't know why. It's, there's just like kind of a cool dichotomy, you know, that, you, you know, pro wrestler. Wine, wine enthusiast. Because not only do you know about wine, like you know about good wine. I, I, well, I'm not, I'm not like you. I, I'm well, no, a, no, but I mean, we, yeah. I discovered this from you know, yeah. you were drinking a fine Pinot Noir, yeah, and and like you could talk about it, and like you know uh, where Syrah. You just told me that Syrah is called Shiraz in Australia. Like yeah. that's like way more than the average person. Is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those guys that retains a bunch of useless information well, in my head. But you know what? I, I like the finer things in life. I really do. I'm a, uh, oh, that's a nice color. Uh, I like the finer things in life. And whether it be wine or a nice cigar or a nice bourbon or a really nice I tequila. Love cigars, yeah. Oh, I yeah. like Yeah. So, Rich in the heart. Yeah, Rich yeah. Rich in the soul. And as I get older, my tastes get more expensive. It's stupid. Oh, but man, we were talking about that. Sucks. No, it really does. It but, sucks. but. Like, yeah. I do, you know, I'm on a budget now. I'm, I I quit my corporate job and now I'm a full-time entertainer. So I kind of have to, you know, watch yeah. how I spend my money. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, and uh and and I'm really happy to have that background because I do know some, you know, I, I know huge. where to find good wine for like, you know, reasonable prices. So it's kind of That's yeah. kind of cool, but uh yeah, all right. So that so now so you from El Paso, Texas. Yes. Um, and, and now you're, you're realizing, you know, you're, I mean, you're, you just had affirmation from your friend that you're now everyone's idol. So now yeah, you're, sure. you're already a wrestler and yes. like what happened in between, like, what was that moment when you're like, wow, I'm going to take this. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, it's, you know, it's, it's talent, but it's also a little luck mm. and being in the right place, right time. And I, and I always that. say that it's not, you know, like say who it's not what you know, but who you know, but 
It's who you have good relationships with. Yes, that's and, also essential. And once you get your foot in your door, then your talent, then you can show your talent. Your talent can come yeah. through. But sometimes you need that foot in the door, right? Maneuver it. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's just right place, right time. My my mm-hmm. uncle, who was like my brother, he was three years older than me. Oh wow, really he, close. Yeah, in age. yeah, really, really, really close. He's like we grew up as brothers. He was my grandfather's late mistake, and I was my father's early mistake is what we always joke about <laughs> we were both not planned <laughs> we're like what <laughs> Love it. Love so it. yeah so and taking the world by storm you know so that being said we um he was in another wrestling organization called wcw even okay. though he was three years older than me he was more in the wrestling world he was about eight years older than me he'd been doing it he started when he was 18 i didn't start till i was about 23 um, oh, yeah. Okay. So when he was in there, so he was actually getting popular, you know, with, you know, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and all these famous guys and basically, um, asked the boss and said, Hey, can, um, can I bring in my, my nephew? He's a young kid, doesn't know a whole bunch, but good looking kid. He's really wants to learn. So they brought me in and I met the boss, Eric Bischoff. I still talk to him to, to this day. I have other projects with him outside of wrestling. Uh, and he, um, and, this, and his boss was Ted Turner. So it was very, very, he was very high wow, up Wow, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they brought me in and I was lucky enough to wrestle with this other wrestler called, uh, his name was Lord Stephen Regal. He was Lord. an, he was an Englishman, Englishman, Wowza. an excellent, excellent wrestler, but he's one of those wrestlers that could make anybody look really good. Okay. So they got in the ring with me and mm-hmm. he basically liked our family very much. So he made, he could have not made me look good he could just beat the crap out of me <laughs> but he but he he made me look better than i was they okay. hired me right there on the spot and kind of the rest is history so know? it really is like i mean it's a show it it's is. choreographed it's directed i mean can, can you talk about that <clears throat> yes, yeah, yes, that yes 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 no 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 no. It's, I, no i'd always wondered yeah so you know? everybody wonders what is wrestling is it yeah. real is it not yeah it's it's entertainment but when people say it's fake, that's the wrong word. It's okay. it's like saying he's oh stunts are fake because the guy practiced his stunt. Well, it's not fake, you know. We're predetermined, yes. In entertainment, absolutely. But right. it gets real, real fast in there. So we have this line, and the entertainment part comes right up to that line, and the real part is right over that line. So we'd like to teeter right on that line. Fun. So the trick is this, and I I do this. I make this analogy, and I. I guess I made it up I, I teach sometimes seminars this wrestling seminars okay. and, I, and I teach a wrestling theory seminar Wow! to yeah. where I'm not there to teach them moves so. I'm teaching them why we do certain moves so this so everybody knows Chris Angel right Chris Angel yes. the 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 uh, illusionist mm-hmm. well they'll know it's not real it's an illusion but everybody wants to believe they're 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 wants their suspended belief right so they're watching chris angel and when he starts floating everybody goes oh my what the hell oh shit he's floating gosh damn wow but once you see the string they go okay oh they see all the string change the channel what's the same thing with wrestling people know it's not real in fact wwf is now we changed the name to world wrestling entertainment it's entertainment i noticed that yeah yeah i was trying to follow yeah i'll I'll tell you why i'll tell you why on that but but so it's, we're telling you, it's entertainment. Entertainment. But but at the same time, it's like, it's it's, we want to suspend your belief. So we we they people know it's not real. But once I can get them thinking, God, I know this isn't real, but 
those two are really beating the crap out of each other. I mean, those those, those are really those guys are really going for it. But once they see the string, which was the the dreaded pro wrestling punch or the oversell or the overacting or whatever it is, then they're like, oh, okay, it's fake. Change the channel. So I always try mm. to teach you guys, look, uh-uh, mm. uh-uh. You want to just keep their belief suspended. Right. And there's times that there's some very, there's you know, wrestlers are like anything. They're good wrestlers, bad wrestlers. Good comedians, bad comedians. Good teachers, Absolutely. bad teachers. Absolutely. Well, at the same thing, some people are very, very good at suspending people's belief. And some people are just, they're, you know, they're, they're there. It's different. So, yeah. um, it's very easy to, to suspend a 10 year old's belief, but I'm, right, there, I'm there to suspend a full grown 45 year old person's belief. And they're like, like, um, you know, okay, this, I can't make you believe wrestling's real, but I can make you believe I'm real. Now, did the demographic change with your career as you grew older? You know, you started young and because, you know, young kids are really into it, you know, yes. they, they and right. they really believe sure. and they probably watch, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kind sure. of wrestling that you're talking about that, yeah. you know, is, is not as believable. Um, but so did your demo change? Have you noticed? Yeah, with your audience? yeah, 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 definitely. When, or did when, they just grow with you? It, it, well, it changed when, so I always talk about, a WWE because that's like the Coca-Cola of wrestling. Mm. Now I'm a producer on another show called Lucha Underground, which is a different organization, and oh. it's very, very, ex- very good. I we like the sound. Lucha Underground. Underground. We started. We started changing. We changed wrestling. We started filming it like, like in a movie, almost like Breaking Bad, wrestling in Breaking Bad. Oh, lovely. Instead of two guys in the ring talking smack with microphones, it's a backstage. I mean, we have Robert Rodriguez as our as our uh, co executive or co-executive producer with with uh mark burnett so this is huge it's huge huge we have directors and lighting and cameras and and wardrobe and it's like a movie we film it like a movie but then we go and do a live wrestling show so they then they'll edit the matches in there so it's kind of it's different we we changed it up a little bit and it's it's pretty cool but talking back to wwe when they went for that um more of the pg version mm-hmm. of wrestling because that's where the sponsors are at that's where the money yeah. is at so you, yeah exactly so mm-hmm. you start getting mcdonald's and coca-cola and, and disneyland as your sponsor as well mm, that's a lot more money a lot more money and yeah you have to keep it clean so that's when that changed our demographic changed a little bit okay and then the ufc came around so a lot of those fans yes. gone to the ufc because they're well these guys you know well these guys are beating the crap out of each other they're really fighting well yes and no they're they're it's an entertainment so how did you know uh, that you liked wine? I mean, did you have a particular aha moment? So, you know, I, I, of course, I, I remember my mom drinking a, a nice cab. And she would have to have a little taste. You know, let me taste it. And I tasted it. And it tastes like vinegar. Like, oh, God, no way, mom. <laughs> so then you start, you know, in high school, drinking wine cooler or and bottles yeah, of James. Yeah, you're drinking shit wine. Like, you don't know. So bottle you're, James you're wine associating cool, or, or a Boone's Farm. Like Zinfandel. And you're thinking. So then I switched. Then I then, then I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to White Zinfandel. I'll have a Sutter Home White Zinfandel. Ooh. And then I, then I moved up to Doing Behringer. To Behringer White Zinfandel. <laughs> Watch out. But then, um, you know, I didn't drink wine for a little bit. And then I think I started with some Chardonnays. And I was like, hey, wait a minute, this is pretty good. And as I got just a little bit older and more, I guess, educated in wines, mm-hmm. I started, you know, dabbling, trying different things. And going, oh, you know what? That is good. And I, th- and I had some, some good 
bartenders at some nice restaurants. I was a bartender at TGI Fridays in uh, in Costa Mesa, California, by Salcos Plaza. So I love it. I, I knew love it. I knew all the to bartenders. My favorite restaurant, by the way, it was awesome that back in Olive day. Garden. It was fun. I could never, yeah, those. <laughs> so, but but we but all of um, like we knew all the bartenders all around. So, you know. Friday's never had a really great wine selection. We were a, right. we were either a. Um, but back in the day, that was like a big deal. Friday, TGI Friday. Yeah, Friday's so was great. It was great. No, it was great. Out. It was awesome. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a fun place. Yeah, it wasn't as too. commercial as it yeah. is now. Like yeah. it was. Yeah. We just knew all the bartenders around. So then I had other like a little Italian restaurants and stuff like that. And these the bartenders would start teaching me about wine. Like, oh, okay, that's oh Pinot Grigio. It's different than the Pinot Noir. Oh, okay, different things. So I just I guess started just dabbling here and there and and. I just yeah, started knowing what I like and, and start liking. But you know, it's so it's so nice that you know what you like because that's yes. really all it is. It's so daunting, right? For whatever reason. Well, I, actually, I do know the reason. There are so many, you know, wine persnickety assholes that yeah. make it, you know, really try to make it untouchable. I'm not sure if they're trying, but they're just trying to kind of show off their knowledge and so it becomes unapproachable. Yeah, I think so you know? too. I think so too. And and uh, there's so many wines that. Sometimes you get introduced to a really good wine on accident. Yes. So that's how that's I was fun. introduced to my my love, Camus. That's oh, how Camus. I, that's yes, how I was yes. introduced to. We've my talked Camus. about that. That that's oh, your. That's a. I love that's it. A, we call that a trophy wine. I do love it. It's excellent. I remember that I, that was an that was an on accident in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, I was there and went to I'm a impressed. went to a bar and at a bar. Um, it was. I was certain a day, and then they were they're packed, and I I couldn't I couldn't get in, and all of a sudden the bouncer this must have been a he he recognized me, so he got me in and went to the to the bar, and the bar I guess the bartender recognized me because then he started he goes hey usually we don't do this but I'm gonna let you taste the Camus so I'm like really I get a you have Camus for me to taste I mean I didn't know what it was he's like this is a really nice bottle I like, well, that's excellent so I ordered the bottle and it was you know it's over <laughs> do, do you happen to know that the year. Of that um, little interlude, just, uh, I know I don't know the exact but, year. It was just excellent, so I don't know if it was like you know the well, the ninety four or whatever it was. But. but but because like in the nineties, Camus was allocated, so that yeah. just meant that yeah. you know they they only made so much right. and they just weren't prepared right. for the demand, right. Right. and it became like the wine yeah. overnight. Yes. So they would they would you know uh, have to allocate per region per restaurant. So to in order to get an allocation of Camus in the nineties, uh-huh. you had to be like a really good like high profile yeah. restaurant. Ah. So you must have been that hanging was, out at n- in nice places there. It was a there, nice Chavo. restaurant. It was called <laughs> it was the um Bluefish Grill. Yeah, Bluefish. Yeah. Bluefish no, Grill awesome. in downtown. Those are, those are awesome restaurants. In, it was it was actually it was nice. It was, it was yeah. very nice. It was I think that I think that's what, what it was. I love that kind of your first aha was like a really nice wine, you know, mm-hmm. like Camus. And then yeah, and then it just kind of went from there. And, and then, then you're and, like, oh shit, I know about wine. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta so, budget that. So then <laughs> separate one of account. My, <laughs> one of my best friends married a guy who had a lot of money that be that went to Paso Robles and opened up his own winery and it was called it was called Edward Sellers. And okay. it was an excellent, excellent wine. He had a bunch of different blends. It was it was very, very good. Um and he's since sold, but um he kind of spoiled me too because all of his wines were very good, you know, seventy five to a hundred dollar bottles of wine ish. Um and then I got spoiled, you know, I think we talked about that to where yeah, now I, I was having a, yeah. I was having a hundred dollar meal every night and it was a $97 bottle of wine and a two ninety nine burrito. 
<laughs> because I was spoiled. Man, I couldn't man. drink this, this the, the little ten dollar yeah my, my two buck I, chuck there, anymore. No, no, no two buck t- chuck. But I can tell you, like there are some like you can find, especially like New World, like New Zealand and oh, yes. Argentina, right. and there there are some gems that I'm you can sure. get for like you know like under 20 bucks, but it's not, I mean, it's nothing you want to like celebrate with, but you know, just open on a Saturday. Oh no, totally. You know, and I I do, um, you know where I get good, great wines at all the time. And then where's Costco? I love Costco wine. Costco has a great wine selection. Great wine selection. And their, their Kirkland brand is very, I mean, it's their, their champagne is excellent. Isn't it though? It's so good. You know, champagne is kind of my thing. I did it for 12 years, champagne champagne. specifically. And, um, that, that is real champagne. champagne. They're sourcing from a grower and I can't find anything wrong with that champagne. It's very good, right? I I think 1999 is very good. So Costco, 1999, 1999. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, so then I'll, I'll buy some, you know, the 699 Prosecco too. So I'll mix with orange juice and, you yeah. know, I won't mix orange juice the other one, but no, you don't want to put OJ in yeah. champagne, no. but Prosecco. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. You yeah, know, yeah. I do that. And then, you know, so that's, I'm getting snobby. I get, you I, are so sophisticated. I, it's hilarious. No. I get on, I, I get on. And I don't mean to be like stereotypical. Oh, the professor, you know, yeah, professional wrestler head. can't be sophisticated, yeah. you know, but it's just, it's kind of a fun dichotomy that you have here yeah. and you're an actor now. So, so I, I mean, I'm acting, when, I'm acting like I know about wine. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, that's how it started. It there was just go. an act when yeah. I first got into the wine business because I had been an actor really? before wine, and then it was just like this. I just memorized some adjectives, and I was just you know going to really? wine tastings, and it was always the same thing. Oh, this so, has great minerality, balance, and a long finish, and I just kept saying that redundantly. <laughs> what What is your famous? I mean, your your favorite champagne or like something um, that's, you know, give me a few of them. You know, um, I'm really partial to grower champagnes because those are the mm-hmm. farmers mm-hmm. and they don't have like a huge corporate, you know, conglomerate name to carry them, mm-hmm. you know? So I really like, you know, the, the smaller grower champagnes. I really like, mm-hmm. you know, Lallier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then inter- if I did have to go with like a bigger, like more well-known champagne, I think Krug is really great. Mm, It's just so expensive, but it's awesome. And it's super, you know, it's very, very bold. Um, It's aged on the leaves for like eight years. So the longer you age it in the bottle, Mm. the more like bread kind of biscuity you get on the finish. So it's an acquired taste. Sure, sure. Not a lot of people like that yeasty, doughy, but I love it in my champagne. I just love it. Yeah, please. Yeah. So now you're on the... Um, oh, oh yeah, now we're switching to Oregon. Mm. This is uh, from, from okay. Willamette, and it's uh, a producer called Britain. Britain Vineyards. Britain Vineyards. <clears throat> so my, um, my um, champagne knowledge, actually, I'm not huge in champagne, like knowledge realm it's kind of a different entity it's, it's tough because a lot of places don't carry different ones i mean sure you yeah. know like dom and crystal okay yeah i get it sure the, and they're at Vouv, right right and, yeah. and they're at costco yeah yeah for really good prices yeah actually. yeah actually mm-hmm. so i i don't i don't know a ton of them so i know that i've been to uh the montage several different times in laguna nice. beach i love it there. and they're was it called sommelier is that the name of it? yeah they know their shit he, he know i would i'll ask hey i need uh, this is what i like this is i don't really like this one but i like this one so he'll suggest a really nice one and 
there you go. And I always forget the names because I get drunk. <laughs> you know, I really like when I can gain trust in a sommelier when I know that they're not just trying to cha-ching on the check. And, right, the, you right, know, what right, I, right, I really right. respect the psalm. And that's just kind of how, like, in New York City, you befriended the psalms and they would find, like, that gem. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they would find that, like, limited in production, really, you know, nice, gorgeous wine for under 75 bucks, you know, and that's... And then, you know, I, I can't, that we have a lot of Psalms that are just going to recommend. I don't want to ask the recommendation because they're just going to say, oh, I recommend the wine for $750. Now, do they get a kickback on that? Absolutely, ah, they do. So no wonder yeah, they're, yeah, sometimes all the way up to 7%, sometimes, who knows, sometimes more. So, was, you know, plus yeah. a rate, plus, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they do well. Psalms do well. Hmm. And. So I, <laughs> we, I, I, we could talk forever about wine, I have a feeling. But I'm, I'm impressed that you know what you like because that's, that's really all it is, is knowing what you like because there's no wrong or right. And I like that you You're act. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's a, to me, it's like, I'm not comparing it to beer, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's like some people, you know, an IPA fan or you're a, uh, you know, you're a, you know, bell, a double IPA or you're, you're talking about a, you know, light beer or you're all these different stouts, you know, different things. It, it depends what you like. And there's some things I like, some things I don't like, you know, so it's, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm an alcohol it's man. I'm an ex-bartender. It's important to know. Yeah, gins. no, it's I important love, to, yeah. yeah, it's important to know what you don't like. Yeah. So you're, um, I like that you, you know, so were you act, do you sometimes act with wine or are you just an innate actor? How did, <laughs> how did acting come about? Tell us the story. Well, I just growing up being a wrestler, you're kind I, of. Because you're an entertainer. Wrestling is definitely entertaining. So you have to, you have to believe it in order for the fans to believe it because um, it's, it's not acting like acting on camera is acting like in a play like in Shakespeare almost because it's mm. you got four sides of the stage to you know the ring to say but it's a stage and you get you know sometimes 10,000 people around you and then I got you know six or eight cameras I got to play to so I have to be I have to play to the camera so I got to wait for that camera to come on I don't have a red light telling me what camera to look for I'm looking at a camera and waiting for that red light to come on so I can go and look director put the camera on this one. So I'm directing the director ah, at the same time. So I have 10,000 people out there that I have four sides. I have to, I have to play to. So I'm have to be very big and very broad, very um, showy. But then I get on camera to say, I start doing like I do a, a, like I said, a TV show or, you know, a co-star spot on something. And then I got to bring it way down because now it's, it's all about your face, right? It's all about this. <clears throat> so I can't be very big and, 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 exaggerated because if if i'm doing that on on a camera it looks way overdone yeah, yeah but then overacting. if i don't do it if i'm on you know stage in, in a ring and i'm not over big and i'm actually doing it just with my face it's 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 too small so you have to learn how to do both a little bit you know that's fascinating now did you have to learn because i um i was an actor first and we're taught, I come from the theater, theater I was, mm. you know, classically trained. And so oh, really? I'm, I'm taught to look at the fourth wall and never look at anyone in the eye. And, mm. and that's what actors, theater, you know, theater actors do. Mm. And then, uh, then I get into wine and then I went back to acting, but I, but more than acting, I'm, I'm more of a comic now mm-hmm. and comedy. I find that if you look at the audience members in the eye, you get a better reaction. Yeah, that's how it is with wrestling. Okay. I, I look at them in the eye because I need to pull out their emotion, each one of their emotion. Yeah. Once I pull out somebody's emotion, it will spread. 
it will spread. So if I'm the Sam, the the good guy, the baby face, they call it the the face. <clears throat> no, how the, did that? Oh, that's another story. I, I, I want to hear about the that. bad guy's the heel. <laughs> so so if I'm like on the ropes getting choked, and I'll look at that person and like reach at, I'm like like yeah. like help, I'm getting like help me, help me, and it sometimes it's an old lady and no child, <laughs> and, that, and that will spread, that will spread. Or if I'm the heel, I'll pick somebody out of the audience and I'll get on them and I'll just get, stay on them. And people start laughing, laugh at them, but then all of a sudden, then they start sticking up for them, and it's like, oh yeah, you want some too? And then I'll then I'll start. It'll be like like the telephone. I'll start going around, and then before you know, it, I got the whole crowd hating me. It's awesome. That's my that's my job as a heel, you know. Oh my goodness, I love it. So it, I love it. That's so, fascinating. You know, what a I'm, fascinating I'm life you led. Doing a little bit of a, not definitely not what you do at all, but I did a. Um, a, ro- a roast of the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik was this wrestler from Iran for a long time, and he, we roast him at the at the comedy club. Oh, really? A comedy, uh, com- store? comedy store. Comedy Sorry. store. Comedy store. Yes. Really? Yeah. So we went there, and I had to do a little bit of a you know a little roast thing you first. Did a little ditty at the store. Yeah, and it's a little bit hard, oh. a little hard. I was like, hmm, okay, but it was fun. I mean, it, it got over, but it was like isn't it? a little different out of my realm. But it was like, oh, I liked it. And then, do you I, know what room you were in? Main room, main original. Room. Ooh, the main room. And then we did that's another a hard one room. In the main room when we we did a um, our Roddy Piper. Do you remember Roddy? Roddy Piper, very famous wrestler but also actor entertainer everything okay. he was like on they you know the they live movie with john carpenter's they live very 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 famous he passed away and okay. he was like an uncle to me mm-hmm. so we did a um kind of like a memorial to him and we did um a thing in the main room also and it was uh, it was pretty cool it was like you know and then I, and I it was a little different because everybody there was wrestling fans but wrestling fans are notoriously hard are they They're hard? Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. So, what do you mean be, hard? Like hard to please, or just hard? Well, well, like hard to please, a little hard to abrasive. Please. It depends where you come, where you go. Like yeah. different cities, you know, Philadelphia. They're very hard. You're like they're like the Philadelphia fans are like. They'll tell you what they think of you really fast. There's no like, oh, good. They'll, you <laughs> suck. We hate you. Oh, my God. This is the worst match of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. They will tell you what they think. So, you know, you can get over and get over and get what can get over, we say, is um, get, you know, get popular. You can you can get them either hating you or loving you. Then you can do it to anybody. And it's true. If you can do it that to Russian fans, you can do it kind of to any fans because, as you know, sometimes there's fans that they they pay a ticket and they're sitting on their hands. They're like, well, why do these? Why do they pay a ticket to even come here? Do they not want to be entertained? But it's our jobs to find out what's going to entertain them. So I say it like so. Russian fans, I guess fans in general, they're they're very much like babies. So a baby is when a baby cries, it doesn't know why it's crying. Is it? Yeah. It's your job to find figure out. Is right. it dirty? Right. Is it? Uh, tired is it hungry does it yeah. need a burp yeah. uh, you know did why it get is it hurt? uncomfortable right so you need to find yeah. that out well that's what uh, the fans are too mm-hmm. they want to be entertained but they don't know what they want right especially in wrestling do they want wrestling do they want brawling do they want high flying do they want comedy entertainment yeah. what do they want they can't tell you but you have to figure out what it is wow. to tell them so and it's kind of I would so say it's complex. very much like you too I bet you a little bit I can relate a lot you're telling the jokes and they aren't going okay no and it just worked Political last night or sometimes right. that same switch. joke just worked an hour ago at another yes, club right? why you, is well, you'll be in the same club the second night of the yeah, second show and it's not that's working. right that's right yes. so 
No, it's uh, and and they can be hard. And I feel like mm. uh, the audience at times they feel that they have the right to let you know right away. Mm. You know, if they're gonna, they're, they feel like they can heckle. They feel like we like it. Mm-hmm. So I I think right, right, like a right. lot of audience they, like they like to challenge the comic, thinking that we're expecting it and we and we want it. And I'm, I, I'm going to let you know right yeah. now, audience, we don't like it. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, this is my, I'm on stage. This is my stage. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So, right, right, yeah. so that's really interesting. In wrestling, they are though, very I want similar. Them, I want them to heckle me. Okay. I want them okay. to well, get involved. I don't want them just to sit and listen to me. I want them to yell at me. I want them, I want to bring out yeah. their... I, I want to make them laugh. You're, I make you're them prepared cry. for that. I want to make them get mad. Okay. I want to make them boo. I want to make them cheer. So... It's a little different, yeah. No, no. Well, and I'm and I'm sure some comics probably want the heckling. Maybe right. you know, I can well, name a few in my head well, that kind of like welcome that. So I like a lot of comics that that are able to interact with with the audience because every I, audience it's really is important. Different. Yeah, every audience is different. So sometimes you're gonna have somebody heckling you, and they're just an easy target. You can just bam hammer. Yeah, them and the whole that's kind of fun. Yeah, I've seen Jay Moore do it, and and it was actually he was kind of nice at first, and then he went off on the person. I've yeah, seen sometimes, the, and it was great. I mean, we were all laughing at him. We all turned on that person. It was great. Oh, cool. and you all, yeah, it was all we <laughs> all laughed. We all laughed and we all gave more side. Well, yeah, yeah, shut up. Right. Get the fuck shut out of here. Yeah. And then like the security comes and they escort them out. That's always fun. <laughs> so I so your uh what what are your current acting projects? You were talking a little bit about um, um so I am the uh wrestling slash fight coordinator on the new netflix series glow big deal that's a yeah. very big deal yeah, yeah. congratulations thank you, thank you. And, are you uh, enjoying it i love it it's love it was yeah. a great great set to work on Jenny. is this kind of like the first major television series that like that i've worked on this much yes okay now i've done other things like um there's something on you know guest spots on grim or John, um, uh, John Singleton's Snowfall. I was, you know, like a, the, the fight coordinator and the main actors double on that. Um, but as far as having much more of a influence, I guess you want to say it was mm-hmm. Glow. Definitely because it was a wrestling, not necessarily a wrestling show. It's a show about a old wrestling organization, I guess. So it's not really wrestling show, but it's the bats in the background almost. Uh, so. All the producers, I, mean, I would get the scripts before the actresses and I would read them and say, okay, that lingo doesn't work. I'd scratch this out and give them back to the producers and say, look, that's not right. This is to change this. Whether they did or not was up to them, but they mm-hmm. were so good at listening to, because I know wrestling and they, that sure, was my, they I was the you. expert on the, on the thing. Very yeah. important. But, but it, they was, it was really cool. So, I mean, ordering the rings and I would look at the costumes and say, okay, that's, okay, that's can't work because of this or that move wasn't around back then so that was t- not time period like, oh okay well let's change it to this so not that what an asset you're providing i just had i guess i just well, yeah. i was i'm the wrestling guy so that's you're the wrestling guy do you also so it's um so you're the what is your title exactly it's like my, my title uh for now is the uh wrestling coordinator coordinator yes. okay yes but that's that's fascinating this could really be um, I, I can see where that would be absolutely necessary. I mean, a lot of, a lot of accidents could happen. Absolutely. And, or, you know, just, absolutely. just, you know, well, a I lot trained, of flaws in the script. I, I, you know, all the you know? actors, we had 12 actresses that were real actresses that had never, ever stepped foot in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. And I had to teach them how to wrestle. Yeah. And really literally teach them from the ground level and make sure they weren't getting hurt, make sure mm-hmm. they were able to do mm-hmm. everything, um, to the best of their ability 
ex, uh, you know, accentuate their strengths and hide their flaws. What we all do. And I'm going to explain that to them. I said, yeah. they're all kind of scared. Like, oh my God, I'm not sure if I can do this. I said, don't worry. If we can't do it, we'll switch it up. I go, I can't do everything in wrestling. I, how about in acting? What do you do really well? And what don't you do well? Well, this and that. Okay, great. So you really show that and you kind of hide that, right? Yeah. Well, that's what we're going to do. Oh, and what a privilege okay. to have you, you know, oh, training them. And, um, to, you know, I, I have seen, uh, the trailer and the girls look fantastic you with the leery tards yes. and the big hair and they're, cause, cause we're, hitting, yeah. we're hitting, we're firing on like all cylinders because it's the eighties, which is very, very big right that now. That was in Hollywood. huge. And it's very big in Hollywood right now. Yeah. It's women empowerment with, with one woman we and stuff key. is very, very we big. Like mm-hmm. And then it's wrestling. Wrestling's big again in, Rus- in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling projects going on. So it's kind of firing on all kind of cylinders there. So it's kind of cool. Oh, that's yeah, excellent. I'm really excited that's about it. I'm happy excellent. about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, great actors, great crew, great producers. It was really fun to be on. Congratulations. Thank and you. you just, you booked a commercial today. I don't know if you can talk about that yet. I don't but know. You, but yeah, yeah. But some you other did, commercial. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, so you're, you know, do a lot of commercials, right? Not as much as I'd like. I mean, I could do more, but I, it, you know, it is what it is. But you know, in Hollywood, to 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 kind of make you have to diversify a little bit. You do, especially starting. You Whether can't you just want be, to, yeah. You can't just be a stunt guy or right. a actor or a producer or an extra. You got to kind of do everything, so you have a lot more opportunities for work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And then I would like to branch out and do a lot more. I like to write. I'd like to direct. I like to do all that kind of stuff. But I just right now I'm watching. I watch the directors hand in hand because I work directly with them because we have a different director on every episode. Oh, yeah, that's, that's how, unique. That's how that's how a uh, it's not like a movie to where you have one director. Every episode, like you watch Friends, there are different directors. You always, so you see, like this one's directed by David Schwimmer, right? Yeah. So he didn't direct all of them every once in a while. So. You have different directors all the time, so I get to work hand in hand with these directors. Oh, what a great and I would, opportunity! And I would watch what they're doing, and watch uh-huh. what worked, watch what didn't work, and how other people reacted to it, and and just kind of just I'm a very good one of those guys that can I can I can watch somebody and and learn. You know, if more people would just watch and listen and learn, right? Well, there's two people. There's two kind of people. You can tell somebody the the fire's hot, and they'll learn, or Somebody, you can tell somebody the fire's hot and they have to touch it to learn. There's a lot, there's two different people. Yeah. I'm, I'm one that you can tell and I can say, oh, okay. I'm definitely the latter. You have to touch it? I like to touch I it. I love it. I like to I get a little, I like, I like I to like get it. a little burn and I then like I never it. get burned again, I but like I get, I get yeah, a little burn. I like it. Yeah, it's a little good. bit, a little good. singe of the hair. Yeah, and that's good. just, that's good for me. I like it. A little close, just enough to feel, <laughs> speaking of feel, how do you like that's this? That's good, that's good. You put a little... Little aloe vera on your thumb, right? <laughs> That's right, and and it heals, and and, and then go. you know, yeah. and you're smarter, hopefully, you know. And how how do hopefully. you how do you like the Oregon? So kind of a transition from yeah. Napa. I I don't know. I find I you like know it. this is a, a, a more of a a meaty style. Definitely Usually, Pino from Oregon is a lot. Um, but I do know, like it of, very like, much. Even Def- the color yeah. is a lot more abundant. Yes. Where you would not even guess that that's a Pinot practically, um, you know. It is definitely different than the other two, but mm-hmm. I do, but I do like it. It's a little full, more fuller bodied. So that's more of a traditional Pinot that I drink. Oh, is this it? This one, yes. Yes. As far as the, to the lighter Pinot, the little blend mm-hmm. more, that's, mm-hmm. I do drink oh, this one. Oh, this one here. Yes, yeah. Oh, but you like, I think you like just 
big wines. I, you, to sometimes, well, <laughs> sometimes to match my ego. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, you. I, so what? How do you? I mean, what do you do to stay in shape? You just you have a, a gym. I'm on your Instagram, mm. and um, not that I, like I stalk you, but okay, I stalk you. So ah. you, you know you, but but you have these workout videos or that you post on your Instagram, and it is very motivating. I didn't know that you should do cardio on an empty stomach until you. Different. It's sometimes okay. yes, sometimes no. So I you get this is <clears throat> the trick to working out is consistency. You have to be consistent working out. You're gonna see, when you get consistent, you're gonna see results. Okay. What people do is like, oh, I'm worked out for a month. No, oh, I don't see anything. Well, I'm done. No, you get to be and consistent. then they eat like shit, and then they go back to their old ways. So another and- th- what you just said right there, no workout can overcome a shitty diet. Unless we're, okay. if we're if we're eighteen years old, yes. Yes, but, when I was eighteen, I could, but now I'm not. So so yeah. there's little tricks and doing yes. the cardio in the morning on empty stomach. Mm-hmm. You know that okay? That'll help burn just straight fat. Yet there's a certain level of heart rate cardio you need to be in. So I'm not gonna go for a hard run on an empty stomach, but I am gonna do the stairmaster, uh, a run on the treadmill, something like Elliptical that. Elliptical. Yeah, uh, something like okay, that. Okay. Okay. Something like that. So that's okay to do. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, then, uh, then I use. Then I like. I like. To, there's two reasons I do that. Not only for a fat burn, but if I'm doing cardio and lifting at the gym, I'm just there for too long. It's like, I'm, I'm like two an hour, two and a half hours. And, I'm and like, it gets a little bored and you I'm don't, test, I'm like yeah, hungry it's boring and, like, and yeah, like, you don't okay, want to, right. So I cut something short always. I'm oh, I'm not going to lift too much because I'm going to, I got to go. You're starving. So my right. first thing in the morning is I, is I, I like to get up, mm-hmm. whether I do it on an empty stomach or I have a little, you know, an egg or two eggs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'll uh, get my cardio in and then, you know, Shower and do whatever, and then go hit the gym. Oh, really? Yes. That's interesting. Yes, so I'll do two two workouts, even though it's it's kind of one workout as far as time wise. Because do like, you just take the shower in between, and yeah. then you sort of you yeah, know yeah, totally. So, but I, I get good and, results from that. And and you mm-hmm. have to one thing people have to remember: you have to switch it up. People like okay. get into one routine and like that they just and work they out like the same thing. Right. And not only bored, you're. Your body adapts to that. Uh, so think about it. If you're going to go, like if, let's say you don't run and you have to go run five miles. Oh my God, you're going to die, right? You're going to be huffing and puffing. Oh my God. Right. But if you start running five miles every day for the next 60 days, well, in 60 days, you're going to be like, okay, this is easy. Your body adapts. Right. So it's going to adapt to your workouts also. Okay. It doesn't, I switch my workouts up a lot because it shocks my system a little bit. So it shocks my, my, my workouts. So I, can still get sore. I can. I'm not just doing the same thing the same time, the same routine. I get bored too. You know, I get bored with my diet. Yeah. I get bored with my protein. I get bored with my wines. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta change yeah, them. we have to switch it up. I gotta change them. Sure. Um, that's so funny because what is your philosophy on? You know, if you're young, we're both young, but we're but we're not as young as we were. <laughs> and you know, I know mm. a lot of people that once they hit a certain age, they just let themselves go to hell in a handbasket. I don't know about you, but I've never felt better. Yeah, I mean, I never, I you know, that's, and I believe in Bigfoot, but no, I, I really, <laughs> I feel good. I feel, I really feel like I've never been healthier. So what is your philosophy about age? I mean, do, do we have to work out a little harder or is it just consistency? And is it a matter of mind? You do have to work out harder, but to, to, to achieve a certain look that you used to get when you were 22 years old. Yeah. For okay. sure. Now, okay. if that's not your job, you, you, we have to be, um, 
we have to be satisfied and, and happy with what we were given because everybody's different. That's important. Everybody's different. You have yeah. bigger, smaller, taller, shorter, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, bigger arms, smaller arms, bigger legs, smaller legs. You have to be happy with what you got and work with what you got. You know, God gave you a gift and it's time for, you have to work, within those, those pro- work within those parameters type thing okay. and be happy with that. Everybody, That's really great advice. everybody, we can pick apart anybody. I sure. can pick apart the most perfect model, swimsuit model or physique model. Sure. You can pick apart and they and will, and they will pick, they'll, they'll pick themselves apart. Uh, sure. For sure. But it, you just be happy with it. It's like yeah. whatever, you know, just okay. be the best you can You're, be. That's, that's what it is. Right. If you be have the a, best you can be. If you have an eight hour job and an, an eight hour a day, a ten hour a day job where you mm-hmm. can't get that workout in, well you just you, you do what you can, you know? Yeah. It just that's just be the best you can be. That's kind of you know oh, I love that. You know, does that make sense? It makes sense and it's 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 inspirational and it's optimistic and it's going to make you get out of bed in the morning. If my job you know? wasn't taking my shirt off in front of national television and other yes. people, yes. I, maybe it wouldn't work out like I, exactly like maybe, I do. Right. Maybe, you know? right and I right, changed. My body definitely imagine. has changed to where I am now to where I was at 25. You know, for sure. I, I don't, I, it's easier for me to keep muscle. Mm-hmm. Be Back then I had to you know, bust my ass to build it. But I never did cardio. I didn't have to do cardio. Now I have to do cardio. I really have to watch my diet. Right. It depends where I'm at. So I'm always, and I, but I enjoy life at the same time. So I'm, I'm like an, yeah, you I'm, drink wine and you're, you know, I'm like an 80, you're not like a vegan. No, I no. mean, yeah. yeah, I'm an 80, I'm an 80, 20 guy. 80% I try to eat well and, and work out stuff. So that way when I want to drink some wine, I can drink wine or the kids say, Hey dad, I want some pizza. All right, let's just knock it out and I'll eat 18 pieces. Oh, I love <laughs> you know it. what I mean? <laughs> can, can we talk about your kids? Cause they, Absolutely, okay. Sure. So you Go have ahead. two boys, you're I married do. on top of it all. Yes. You're, you're a husband, you're a father. I mean, you really are kind of the quintessential every, every man. And, well, and so how, my whole family hates me. So <laughs> I, can't say I that. that, but let's talk about, so how do you think your kids are going to follow in your footsteps? Do the boys no. want to be, Oh no. Okay. No. And I hope they don't. Okay. Oh. I don't want them to. It's very, very, so very tough. So this is tough, the end. This very is. hard business. Okay. But they, my youngest is into like um, drama, doing that kind of stuff. So he loves oh, doing plays. So I, I would love for him to do that. Great. But being yeah. a being Russell guy, just so, nah, it's just, you're on the road all the time. For being a young, if you're a young person, it's great because you get to travel the world and see the world, make a little money, and have fun. Mm-hmm. But what happens is you have, get married and have kids, and then you're locked in. You're like, how do I get out? How do I get out? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what do I do? What do I do from now, from here? So yeah. it, it's 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 very addictive. So I, I just want them to go to school and use their brains and and be smart. You know, I I and I I tell them and and this is what I tell them all the time. I am raising you guys to be better than me in every way. You're Taller, faster, stronger, smarter, more money, more educated, more everything. I want them to be better to be better demeanor, better temper, temp, better temper you management. Want everything to be better. Everything better. I'm sure. trying to make them me three thousand, basically. You know what I mean? And that and That's, whether it's working, I don't know. It's still up to them. You know. Well, they're really young yet, so they are. Jury's out, but. Little jerks. I'm sure that they're exceptional, exceptional young men. So, Chavo, what's next? What's, you know, what, I mean, you're, so you're, you're on glow and that's, you know. 
I have accolades yeah. are, are through the roof on that. And what are you going to continue? Do you want to continue being the? Um. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't finished building my empire yet. I love it. You know what I mean? I, I got there's that. a lot more. <laughs> I'm just one of those guys that's very. I feel like I can kind of do everything. I can, I can figure it out. My yeah. mind will figure it out somehow. And all these little things I do, um, I think we talked about that before, to where it, it unlocks different portals in your brain. So basically, I learn how to work with like woodworking. Let's say like I'm going to build a mantle. I'm going to build a you know a big shelves in my in my in my house how do i do it i gotta figure it out but once i figure that out oh that'll open up little other portals in my brain oh, i can do that i can make this i can do that so now 20 years ago i wouldn't look at your piano and go oh, okay i'm looking at the wood okay i can build that now i look at it it's like oh yeah well, i can do that that would be great I, I, I can copy if you it. could fix it it'd be pretty old <laughs> but but that's kind of like you know like i i would challenge myself to do it you know like you, I, you have a curiosity and I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm just like to, you're, I like, it's, you're it's, never going to be done. There's, there's, I'm never going to be done. You ever. know, I, I never understand people who say they're bored. There is so much to learn. Yeah. To achieve. Absolutely. There's so you know? much more, so much different uh, books and you're a big book reader. And I oh, love books. Huge. I love it. You I know, wish I could just lock myself in a room and just yeah. and shut off my social media and just right? geek out and Right. Books. I know my kids uh, are like, they're like talking like, uh, oh man, we don't want to watch this movie. I said, read the book. That yes, book's so yes. much better. It's going to make your imagination go so much more. I've yet to see a book, a movie be better than the book yet. It's not. I haven't. Just, I mean, it never, never happens. Never. Never not am. that I don't like certain movies sure but i don't know 50 shades of gray come on that was pretty hot that I, I didn't read visual it. okay I, I, you know what we had, we had i, I had what, you didn't read well, it <laughs> i didn't read it i had i had a a 50 shades of gray when i was 13 it was called a penthouse forum oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean okay. and we used to yeah. look all the time but we got shit for that you know but that's uh, all it is it's just we've Welcome to what it's like to be a man. So every woman out there, if you're reading Fifty Shades of Grey, welcome to what it's like Ten to be a man. Penthouse Forum. This is what we like every Thanks. day when I open the Sears catalog and I see the girls. Sears catalog. With a bra, and I'm like. <sighs> and there you have it. Chavo, thank you very, very much for being on Drinking During Business Hours. I say we finish this delectable bottle of Pinot. Absolutely. I don't, we haven't even started the last bottle I yet, know, which is like this. I think we say we finish them all. Okay, let's finish them all. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's Drinking During Business Hours. I'm Sarah J. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sarah J. Halstead. And if you like this episode, please give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. And make sure you tell all your friends, family too. Thanks. <laughs>